May I do some speedrunning hot takes? We're getting to the end. Volpe says, People who only speedrun for profit and big viewership are the fucking worst and have ruined a future generation of speedruns. If you don't speedrun just because you enjoy the game, no matter how many viewers you get, you are a fucking clown and your opinions are worthless. How many people fit into this category though? I mean, I think Cole once said it to me, where most people who get a big viewership can't be competitive with speedrunning anyway and so just move on from it. I think the people who most force themselves to speedrun are those who are barely getting by as content creators and they can't afford to do something else. But if you're getting a big viewership, the second you don't want to speedrun, you just go and book it. I mean, if you're doing things for profit, I mean, speedrunning isn't the most profitable thing to do. Even when you look at like really big content creators, I don't know, like, I don't know, XQC and Force and going backwards and forwards on Minecraft speedrunning, they're clearly not doing that for profit or for the, for the views. If they have the views pretty much regardless of what they're doing, right? Or when all, all the people who did Super Mario 64 stuff, they speedrun as much as they wanted, then they moved on. Me, I want to speedrun more because I like speedrunning. But I recognize like I'm, I'm just get too tired and all, all that jazz. I have a legitimate interest in speedrunning and the very nanosecond that I lose that interest, I just stop. Like I'll agree that it, people who I know speedrun just for the money or something would be shit. I'm just not sure how many people are there like that. Tile says, Super Mario 64 isn't the only speed game and I'm tired of it always being in the spotlight. Obscure games with tiny communities are way cooler and more fun to watch than the big popular games. I'm not sure about way cooler and more fun. Games with tiny communities traditionally are games that are hard to follow as, as speed games. Like you, you find some random SNES thing or something from Sega from 30 goddamn years ago and you speed run it. And people are like, so here you grab the stick and you put it in the flingleflugen and this causes a, a, a memory leak into the, and you're just like, I have no idea what you're talking about. Why, why should I care? The more people who already know of the base mechanics of, of a game, the more likely people are going to find the speedrun interesting, right? Because it's this person speedrunning something I'm familiar with and doing it very well. The less understanding there is of a game, the less likely the speedrun is going to be popular and interesting to people. GTA 5 is far from the most interesting speed game in existence, but because it's a extraordinarily popular game, there's gonna be some interest in the speedrun of that, right? I, like, I'm sure there are obscure games with amazingly interesting speedruns if you're willing to put the time and effort into understanding the mechanics of the game and what they're doing and whatnot, but they're obviously never going to be as popular as games that people have been playing for decades, the, the pillars of various different genres. I suppose this person isn't saying that things could be different. He's merely saying like, I wish some obscure games got the spotlight as well as great speed games. And I guess yeah, I, I'd agree with that. Like GDQ is probably the only time where such things can really get any kind of notice and GDQ is on the decline. So like the stuff summoning salt covers, even with the stuff summoning salt covers, I think you could say those speed runs are perhaps less known, but the games would still be popular as well. Honestly, those are the best speedrun documentaries where they're done for games that everyone knows whose speedruns are not necessarily very popular. So you can understand what's going on and follow the speedrun. Bloom says, over-centralization of leaderboards stifles creativity and decentivizes people from playing a game the way they'd enjoy more. Honestly, I'm not sure what they mean. Is this people focusing too much on speed running within the rule set over leaderboard prevents them from thinking outside the box and creating different ways of playing that they'd personally find more satisfactory. As in, there's no glory in playing the game in this way and achieving something, your own personal goals, so people don't do it, this person reckons, right? Yeah, Couch saying, I think the rules are too strict. I think in any case where a person wants to speed run a particular way and has a legitimate idea, in most communities, people are fairly open to including such things on the leaderboard as long as it is actually a speedrun. I know like, for example, 
no damage runs have been stifled in GT5, I mean, because people vote against putting them on the leaderboards. Because it isn't really a speed run, right? It's a challenge run. So why should it be on the speed run leaderboards? But because there is no central place or a board for no damage runs, all that information has largely just been lost. I'm not even sure where all my notes would be at this point and stuff. And there's no active community doing it because after I stopped, there was no connecting hub for people to talk and whatnot. So you could say without a, a leaderboard, a center point for information to be shared and, 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 and a structure of people who are competing in this particular thing, th that can stifle stuff as well and, and make it not able to get off the ground. Like any structure has the potential to leave things on the outside, but also maintain and help the things within. Challenge runs are pretty decentralized. Yeah, it's like you look up a YouTube video and you go, I'm going to do that too. And if you've already got a community, it's like a, a viewers or whatever, those are the people who watch you and that's about it. This is an interesting take. The Packle says, if someone is learning your speed game for the first time, don't automatically jump into helping them. Introduce yourself as a speedrunner, then say to ask if they have questions. Part of the fun with the game, when you played was learning, don't take that away from newbies. I agree with this for effectively everything. The process of learning, of making mistakes, of figuring things out for yourself is a great part of gaming. But everyone has their limit, right? You reach the point where you're like, okay, I'm tired of wandering around in the dark. Can someone give me some light, please? And you ask people. But the people who jump in and they're like, hey, you seem to be having some trouble. Here is everything you need to do. It can just ruin the experience. I'm not sure to what extent people have this for speedrunning. Like I don't usually, if I'm learning a speedrun, want to blindly try and figure out things out for myself. But if some people do, sure. That is uh, something you should respect. There are clips of me that people have taken out of context where I explained this principle to people who have joined and attempted to solve a puzzle for me without me asking. And people have argued that I'm being an asshole for doing this. Even though like in the title, it'll be like no spoilers or only answer questions that I ask or what have you. It doesn't take much to just ask if a person wants information. But certainly people like explaining things. They like sharing their mutual appreciation for something by talking about it. And that can often involve giving information that maybe you don't think is particularly significant, but the other person does. It's hard to read the room sometimes. Liv says, communities are far better when they're smaller. Growth splinters off the community, typically into cliques. And generally, it's simply far more difficult to get concise communication. I know about better. Certainly, it is easier to communicate with fewer people than more. But I don't really think it's necessarily better for the speed game or community necessarily. One thing that came to mind looking at this, though, is sometimes you can have explanations of the history of a speedrun. And they'll talk about like this other community in Japan was speedrunning the game at the same time. And they had X-Strat in 2013. But people in America speedrunning in 2016, it took until 2016 for them to get the same strategy or whatever. Obviously, it can suck if you have two different groups working on the same problem, unable to communicate. But I don't think many speed games ever reach the point where there's so many people running it that you can't have some central hub and get some reasonable amount of communication. Like you need like over a hundred active runners to really get to that point probably. And how many games ever get to the point of having a hundred active runners? Although you can probably suspect that there will be like small groups of people within a large community that are closer. And so they'll talk amongst themselves. And at any point they discover or have something to say that they feel the wider community needs to know about, then they'll communicate that information. But you'll probably have that to some degree, regardless of how small your community is. There'll be people who just naturally end up closer and thus communicate more. Tetrax says, Lag strats in PC games shouldn't be allowed at all. Even with the tools that force the game to lag, it's still dumb. Lag strats for consoles shouldn't be allowed either. 
but at least it's slightly more consistent due to limited models to choose from. Do you guys know of any games that have lag strats? Or they might be referring to what we do where we lock our FPS. Or actually no, Donkey Kong 64, where you intentionally lag the console by spawning a bunch of bombs, enabling you to clip through walls, is an example of what this person will probably be talking about. But they would also probably include like GTA 5, where we lock ourselves to 24 FPS to make things easier and, and whatnot. You intentionally get less frames, is probably what this person's talking about, yeah? Battle for Bikini Bottom, I think, has similar kind of thing, yeah? Is it dumb? Uh, as is always the case, it just depends on what's fun for the particular community, the particular game. I don't think, especially on consoles, where everyone is running the same game on the same hardware, that it's dumb and it can make the game more fun and whatnot. If it is ever oppressive for a category, sure, it should be split off into its own category. But I don't agree. I don't think it's dumb inherently or something. And certainly the flip side where people do strategies to combat hardware issues so they can get higher FPS, like in Mario 64 where you angle the camera so that your FPS is higher. I think those are fairly interesting. I don't think this is a huge thing in speed games in general though, right? Yeah, I, I don't agree. But certainly it becomes more contentious when you're using a third-party program to achieve particular ends. And certainly like the use of a FPS limiter was contentious in GTA 5 until eventually people just started doing it. I think Burhack started to do it to get ladder launches and everyone's like, well, if he is doing it and we're not going to do a rule against it and we're not going to set up ways to detect if people are doing it, then we just have to allow it and it just became accepted. Yeah, what about pause buffering as well? Yeah, it ultimately just depends on the speed game and the community. I think often what can probably lead to these kind of strategies being accepted is just when a game is becoming stale or there hasn't been a significant improvement in the run in a while. And so when these more unorthodox suggestions come up, people are like, oh, well, this is some new shit. We finally got something to do. Let's go, let's go, let's accept it. Tones Balone says, tournaments that are just races are a complete waste of time and among the most boring things to watch or participate. I remember back in the day when people would float the idea of doing full run races. I never liked the idea because like you can fall like a minute or two behind just having a, a bad run and then you'll never catch up. The viewer is watching multiple screens that are miles away from each other. Like you have no real connection to what's going on on screen. And that's more a problem for longer speed runs, but like that tournament, for example, where people try and break world records, like they get all the major runners into a room together and they do run after run after run and the person who has the best time at the end of the three-day period or whatever gets a prize and then it goes second third da, da, da. and if you break a world record you get an even large prize i think that is really cool if that's what they mean like those kind of things are better than just races as tournaments i agree but obviously they're harder to set up and obviously in the gt5 community other things are done where races are done to like who can complete a certain amount of things who can devise a route that gets a certain amount of collectibles or what have you. Relo sets those up. I, I've never participated in one and I probably should really, but those are also interesting because they assess people's routing abilities, not just a person's memorization of particular strats in speedrun. I think races still have their place. It is nice. Well, so I hear, it's not something I do very often, but people often enjoy just getting in a call and just speed running together, experiencing the mutual enjoyment of that. Oh, and bingo races is also cool. Most speed games, I think, have some form of bingo. You're given a random board and you've got to get a certain amount of squares before the other person. Peter Afro says, speed run drama videos are awesome and sometimes more interesting than the actual speed run. I suppose the top tier drama speed run videos are the cheating allegation videos. And there's always kind of a bit of hostility from some people towards those who make these videos because they feel as though it highlights 
the worst aspects of speedrunning. And that's the main thing that gets presented to a mainstream audience. Like you're kind of tainting the speedrunning brand for a little bit of money, for a little bit of growth, that kind of thing. You got yourself an interesting story, but it doesn't do the community good or the brand of speedrunning good. I wouldn't necessarily go that far, but I do think it's a bit sus when a person, like that's all they talk about, drama, in any kind of domain on the internet. I don't think, because as this person says, speedrun drama videos can be very interesting. They can be interesting stories, cheating allegations and stories, how a person got away with it, how they were caught, that kind of stuff is interesting to me. And I think we've got enough positive representations of speedrunning in the mainstream that I don't think they're going to be overshadowed by these drama videos. And I don't think that many of them come up often anyway. Like, I'm sure drama is happening all the time, but not a lot of it seems big enough for people to bother making a video out of it. Or rather, rarely does the drama reach a point where it hits the mainstream. Stop! Now that I have your attention, hit the like and subscribe button. Thank you. I wish you all the best.